0: This is the Late to the Play podcast. We are recapping major sports headlines from the last week. We're recording late night from Southern California. Let's get started. Boys, it is March Madness Month. March Sadness, if you're a Padres fan. We'll get to that in a second, but, uh, (laughs) oh, it is a big, big podcast here today, boys. We have so much to talk about. Uh, Last week, our podcast came out, I believe, on, what was it, Wednesday or Thursday? And literally the next day, Major League Baseball finished their lockout. We were back, and then all hell broke loose in the baseball world. We're going to talk about that today. Uh, We also have more. Football news because it was the start of free agency, and we're going to do that last because I am talking. I am tired of talking about football, but most importantly, we are starting with March Madness. It is finally that time of the year, everyone's favorite time of the year for sports. Putting brackets after the first game of the year, everyone's already burning brackets. It's just that's how it goes around here, folks. It gets crazy, it gets wild, and you never know. We had a sixteen to one a couple of years ago. Who knows? Maybe we'll have it again this year. Maybe we won't. We have a lot to talk about. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you, man?
1: I'm excited. Really this well. is going to be a great pod. I'm great Marshall.
0: until we get to the baseball segment, and then I get really sad. But, you know, <laughs> until we get there, we're having a great time. We got time. some time. We got yeah, some time absolutely.
2: for that. <laughs> got some time to kill before we so, talk about baseball. So uh, yeah,
0: and we've got a lot to talk about. So we're just going to rapid yeah. fire. We're going to get right to this. March Madness mm-hmm. starts tomorrow. Today is March 16th. It's a Wednesday. Yep. We're excited. We are ready. And we need to do a little bit of a pick going in. I want to get some picks from everybody. So we're going to do four categories, four categories. We're going to have a round of 64 upset. I want you to pick the one team that you are most confident in upsetting in the round of 64. I want your final four lock. Who is absolutely going to make it into the final four. No, if, ands or buts, let me know. And then your final four surprise. Give me a team that you feel like, you know what? I think they have the best chance to get there and they're not expected to get there. And then lastly, I got to know who's your national champion. It's a big question that we're all waiting to find out. So with that being said, I want to start with Karthik, Mr. Big college basketball, man, (laughs) let's hear what you got. Give me all four of them.
1: Yeah. So my, um, my final four, or sorry, let me go in order here. Uh, So my round of 64 team, um, that's going to be on the upset alert. Um, I got Indiana, the University of Indiana beating St. Mary's in that 12 5 matchup. Um, in the past nine years, at least one 12 has beaten a five um, every year. So that's going to be my 112. Um, obviously, at least one. So there may be more. But uh, Indiana's been playing well going into the tournament, uh, Big Ten tournament, and they won the playing game. So I think they got the momentum. Um, and I, then I, my I think it's a good point. They've got a lot of momentum. they got
0: a great defense. Mm -hmm. They came out strong against Wyoming, which is, they're not a bad team. The Mountain West is pretty good this year. So
1: Yep. Um, So my final four uh, surprise team. Final four lock. So my final four lock, um, I think it's Arizona. Um, They're missing um, their guard that's injured, Kerr. Uh, It's actually Steve Kerr's uh, nephew, I believe. Um, But if they get him back, they're a really deep uh, team with Benedict Mathurian. And they have a really, really potent guard play with um, a really good defense as well. They played pretty good competition all year in the Pac-12. So I see their path being pretty easy as the two seed. Um, And then my final four surprise team is actually UCLA. Um, They're the number four seed. Um, They're going to match up with Purdue if if everything holds right. I think they, if they can get past Purdue, I think they can definitely make a run to the Final Four. Um, obviously, they have the experience with Johnny Juzang. Uh, Jules Bernard is playing well, and Hame Hakes as well. Um, and then my national championship winner is Arizona. Um, obviously, oh, wow. I expect okay. them to be there. Um, yeah, I think Arizona, if they get healthy, uh, they are the most complete team in the tournament. Um, other than obviously Gonzaga, but Gonzaga has Duke to face, so I'm just going with Arizona.
0: Well, if you do what I do, and I just read the summary on ESPN bracket of each team, because I don't follow college <laughs> basketball too much during the season. Um, Arizona's young. They've got some, you know, they got injury to their best player, I think he is. Right. I don't know. Um, but, interesting. He's, he's I players, but He's one of their better players.
1: He's one of their better players. Player. Yeah, okay. he's one of their better players, but definitely a big uh, big component to their team that's missing right now. So I don't know if he's going to be healthy, um, but if he does come back maybe in the round of 16 or sweet 16, uh, it could it could help.
0: Right on. Okay. Nathan, hit me. Give me your four. Oh, yeah, and real so, quick, do you have, do you have any, any comments about Karthik's four selections?
2: Any comments about his, I, I think they're pretty spot on. Um, I, I could see all of that happening in the tournament. So uh, definitely UCLA. I mean, they were in the final four last year, so wouldn't be a surprise if they were there. Uh, Gonzaga is pretty loaded. Arizona's loaded. Their defense is spectacular. And then Indiana, they've been playing really well lately. So, um, honestly, I agree with everything
0: there. Okay. What, what are you for?
2: Yeah. So, my upset lock of the round of 64, Virginia Tech over Texas. I think that's, that's a lock. The reason why I say that is because Virginia Tech, they're a really hot team right now, really yeah. hot 11 seed. They won the ACC tournament. Took out Duke in the uh, title game in the sorry the ACC championship. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, think they're playing really Virginia, well right now. Virginia Tech has a lot of momentum they're riding right now, and I could definitely see them taking out Texas. It's an 11-6 yeah. matchup, recipe for you know an upset. So I'm going to take Virginia Tech there. They're my lock as a upset pick, and then the surprise Final Four team I have. Wisconsin the Wisconsin the Wisconsin Badgers uh, they have one of the best players in the country in Johnny Davis uh, obviously that depends on his health right now he might be a little hobbled coming into the tournament uh, they have a lot of veteran leadership in their their core uh, I think they have a couple of six year guys uh, Ben Davidson and a few other guys uh, I think his last name is wall not sure what his first name is but uh, Wisconsin's very uh, deep loaded roster I think they could definitely take out a team like Kansas in the elite eight and get to the final four. That's my surprise pick.
0: Somewhere, my... somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, a good friend of ours who will not be named is uh, very, very excited that you just picked the Wisconsin Badgers. <laughs> so shout know, out. Exactly. If, if you're shout listening out. buddy, he finally picked the Badgers. I,
2: I know who exactly who he's talking about there, but he would be pretty happy with that pick. And then my final four lock, I gotta go Gonzaga. Uh, mm. Gonzaga, I mean, they're a perennial powerhouse. Mark Few has done an amazing job with that program. I mean, to think they were a mid-major, now they're you know one of the premier programs in the country. I think they're a lock. Uh, Chet Holmgren, Drew Timmy, um, I can't remember some of the other Andrew, players. Andrew Nemhart. Nemhart, yep, Nemhart, he's a beast. Um, they just have phenomenal guard play. They can, they can shoot, um, and Chet Holmgren is a beast down low. I mean, he blocks everything that comes his way. So if they play well defensively, they average like close to 90 points a game, I think, offensively. They want the best offenses in the country, so they're my lock to go into the Final Four. And then uh, what was the last one? Uh, national Championship. Okay. Uh, the national champion, I think it's going to be Arizona over in Gonzaga. Arizona, I think, is the best team in the country right now. Just looking at them in the Pac-12 tournament uh, against UCLA, I mean, they just have that championship DNA. And it's surprising for a team that was kind of irrelevant last year. And now this year they've turned into this, you know, powerhouse squad in the Pac-12. I think Arizona is going to win it all and cut down the nets here uh, in this national championship in New Orleans.
0: Okay, right on well uh mine is gonna be a little quicker because I don't have a lot of analysis for mine so first off my round of 64 upset I've got Michigan um, Michigan I'm, I like I'm a Michigan. Michigan fan I think they're they've got a good draw against Colorado State I know I just said the mountain west was good this year uh, I watched some San Diego state games and you know Colorado State they seem like a good squad but uh I don't know I think Michigan at an 11 they look like a sleeper team to me. I don't think they're going to go yeah. further than that win, but I think they have a good <laughs> chance to, to to beat Colorado state and move on mm-hmm. to the round of 32. Uh, also I'm a Michigan fan. So that's an easy pick for me. Cause I get to root for him. If uh, my final four lock is Gonzaga for sure. I think there's no way they don't make it looking at the bracket. I mean, they're going to run into potentially Duke. I think mm-hmm. um, I personally don't even think Duke's going to make it that far. I think they might, you know, bow out Uh it's been a weird year for Mike Shishovsky's last year. Like, you know, they they lose to UNC at home, and then they don't even win their conference championship. Like, they
2: haven't looked great lately. Uh, Texas Tech is another team that could possibly take out Gonzaga Red
1: Raiders. Yeah, they Texas yes. Tech would meet I probably think, Duke if 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 everything moved on. If I recall region. my bracket,
0: yeah. I think I have Texas Tech beating Duke, mm-hmm. and then it's Texas Tech Gonzaga, and I think Gonzaga moves on. Yeah, four there. So that's my number. That's my my final four lock. My final four surprise would be Illinois, the fighting Illini. Mm. They've got a player who is a finalist for the wooden award. uh, And if you look at their schedule, they had a really big schedule. They played some big time teams. They played Arizona. They beat Purdue twice. I think Mm -hmm. Um, they beat Iowa, which is another good team, you know, sleeper team. Don't don't count them out too much. So it's mm-hmm. like the Big 10 was stacked this year. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, I'm Ohio sorry. state made it in as what an 11 seed? No, no a 7, seven seed. seed. Yeah. Okay. That yeah, I'm um, again, we're prepared here at late to the play. <laughs> uh Anyway, so, I mean, Ohio State gets in there. It, Purdue's in there. Illinois. The big, Ten, the
2: big Ten had the most teams out of any conference. Nine teams yeah. in, the, in the tournament. I
0: mean, that's huge. Yeah. Rutgers almost just made it. You know, that we, we're mm-hmm. literally yeah. recording this as Rutgers, as Rutgers loses. Rutgers loses to Notre Dame. So now eight teams left. Eight teams, but, yeah. I mean, still. Still overall really good. That tells you a lot. And, you know, Illinois went through, and they won some big games in the Big Ten there. So, yeah. I think they have a good chance. But you know they are going to run into. they are going to run
2: into Houston it's, and Arizona, possibly. Yeah, Arizona, yeah, possibly. thank you. Yeah,
0: I mean, I yeah. think if Illinois Houston is going to be a great game, I think either team can win that. I don't think either one beats Arizona, but if there's one team that can, I think it could be Illinois. I think they could beat Arizona, especially with Arizona being such a young team. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, and then my national champion is Gonzaga. Why not? They, they need to finally get one here. Come on. Like, you know, you're going to be coming in as a one seed for how many freaking years in a row and just yeah. win one, please. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, as we all know, I mean, the college basketball season was so up and down. There was not one standout team. I mean, the, the one yeah. seeds coming into this are all great. We haven't talked about Baylor. We haven't talked about Kansas, um, but you've got Gonzaga and then um, Arizona and I don't know. I think Gonzaga is the best team there. And I have nothing to base it on because I didn't watch any college basketball <laughs> going into the season. So there's my picks. All right. That's March Madness. We are so excited. We will absolutely do some recaps of the first weekend and have some weekend two look ahead next week. Uh, any last minute comments before we move on to our next section?
1: No, i um, really excited for, for March Madness. Make sure you guys get your brackets in the first games tomorrow at nine 15. Um, Get your lighters ready. <laughs> You're going <laughs> to need <perfect, 'em>. a <laughs> perfect time yeah. to uh, watch all the games during the day. Um, obviously, it's going to be a terrible time if you are at work because you will be looking constantly at your phone and probably watching. So, Can I just give I gotta
0: give a quick, a quick story about why I love March Madness so much? Mm-hmm. So in high school, uh, my school, I went to some bougie prep school, and they had iPads instead of textbooks. So every kid had an <sighs> iPad. Which meant that when March Madness rolled around, everybody downloaded the NCAA <laughs> app and was watching March Madness during yeah. school. It was There was no schoolwork being done. And uh, yeah. I, growing up, I was not a big basketball fan. I didn't play. I didn't have a team. But that was my first exposure to really getting into basketball. And ever since then, it's been, like, absolutely locked in for me. And oh, yeah. uh, Best I'm looking time forward to doing the same tomorrow when I'm on the clock for work. <laughs> don't, don't tell my boss that. All right. Moving on to baseball. And Karthik, I'm gonna give you a second to go crazy here because about five minutes ago, in the Let's middle of go. recording this, Frederick, Freddie yep. Freeman mm-hmm. signs a six-year, one hundred and sixty million dollar deal correct
1: with the Dodgers. Yes, the Los Angeles and Dodgers. We're gonna
0: stop recording now. <laughs> Tell me, yes. Come on, Karthik, give it to me. Yes. And, and, and so give pumped. it to Kuz too. We're, hey,
1: we I'm are so pumped. We are all three rivals here in the NOS. Yeah, we're all, we're three, all three rivals, rivals so. here. Um, if you're new to the podcast, Davis is a Padres fan. Kuz is a Giants fan. I'm a beloved Dodgers fan uh, through and through. We are both, we're all three diehards for our teams. March so we have constant bottles um, <laughs> uh, with, within our division. Obviously, this offseason is not going well for Davis. Uh, Kuz's team, the Giants, made a lot of moves. Um, and we have not made a lot of moves other than bringing back our, our main guys. But today, just recently, Freddie Freeman is a Los Angeles Dodger for the next six years. The best first baseman in baseball will be playing in his hometown in Southern California for the Los Angeles Dodgers. I am so
2: excited. honestly for me, it's a major shock. I mean, to think the Braves didn't re-sign him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that opened up. That's the biggest thing. Here. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah. yeah, you know, how do you have I mean, this yeah. guy?
0: And, and then, uh, sorry to interrupt, Nathan, but like the Braves literally went to the World Series last year and won without Ronald Acuna. Yep. And he is coming back in mm-hmm. May. And you have essentially the same team, mm-hmm. plus Marcelo Zuna, who's been yeah. in
1: theory cleared of any wrongdoing. Um, And also, Davis, don't forget the, the pitchers that have been out, Mike Soroka and yeah. some other arms that yeah. are – They got a lot a of guys coming back. very dangerous team, Yeah so and it was was a shock to me that they went with Matt Olson
0: yeah and that when we'll get to that in a second because we're going to recap some of the the free agents and some of the trades that have gone down the last week since baseball has come back on uh out of the lockout but like with Freddie Freeman man they the Dodgers gave him 160 over six years Mm -hmm. the Braves gave 170 I think to Matt Olson for eight years like you're not yeah. telling me you can make up that difference to pay Freddie Freeman. Uh, to me, it. that tells me that he said I'm out. He probably yeah. was like, I'll stay with you, but you got to pay me $200 million or something yeah. because of all the bullshit that went on at the beginning. But he
2: didn't even get the $200 million with the Dodgers. So, right. Well,
0: but that's what I'm saying is he probably understood that his value wasn't at $200 million, but because right. of everything that went on with the Braves front office, he was like, look, you want me to stay, and because of everything that happened, you got to pay me. And the Braves decided not to because even though they have Albies and Acuna under very team-friendly contracts, mm-hmm. they need more players. They needed to yeah. bring some other guys in. They probably, for whatever reason, couldn't afford to give Freddie
1: 200. And admittedly, he's what, 33? So six years Brady five? Freeman? Yeah, he's 33, uh, all right. I think he's, yeah, I think he's in his uh, early 30s. Yeah, he's like 31, 32, I think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the point being is that you
0: give him no, I get what a six year deal halfway right. through his deal. He starts approaching the cliff that all these major players start running into. Mm-hmm. Now maybe he's Max Scherzer and doesn't hit a cliff and just continues right. to dominate or he's Eric Hosmer and ends up a fucking <laughs> shit
1: bag of just, okay, I'm done. <laughs> We're not going to go down that road. No, but anyway. no, I, Davis, I no, I totally get what you're saying because for, in the brace perspective, I think the Alex Anthopoulos was probably looking at like, exactly like you're saying, you make a good point. Is if we lock up Freddie for six years, two hundred million? Now let's look at two, three years down the road. Are we able to uh, pick up Ronald Acuna's salary? You know, what about extensions for some other young guys? They have some really young pitchers. They have some yeah, really young that's fair. talent. And and they did give up a lot of young prospects for Matt Olson. But I get what you're saying. They gave Matt Olson an eight-year deal for one hundred and I believe seventy. I mean, really, it was thirty thirty million off. If you're getting Freddie Freeman. And also he's done a lot for the city of Atlanta. Um, so it, it was kind of a reward I thought for the Braves, but I'm so happy he, for the Dodgers. He's one of those
0: guys who you're going to look back at the end of his career and be like, how did he not play at the same city mm-hmm. this whole time? I mean like uh, the first one that comes off my head. Cause I was a chargers fan until he left was the Tomlinson. Like yeah. how the hell do you let that guy <laughs> leave mm-hmm. to the jets? Come on, <laughs> pay the man what he needs. I mean, Same thing with Trevor Hoffman. He ended his right. career in Milwaukee. I'm like, you know, it, it, no one remembers the like $20 million or $15 million that the Padres saved by not bringing back Trevor for one or two seasons, the end of his career, everyone remembers the fact that we let him go. And he went to play in Milwaukee for a year. And look, I get it. He's got a statue. He's got his number retired and he's, you know, an absolute hall of famer and everything, but still it's like, I don't like this. I think baseball gets way too focused on you know, financials. And I was, I, I hope that the, a lot of the progress that has been made in the recent CBA um, is going to help teams and players stay connected with each other. Um, But who knows? We will see. see. So, all right, that was the big one. Obviously the biggest Mm -hmm. free agent of the off season, besides maybe Max Scherzer, Carlos Correa, who's still waiting to sign. Yeah. yeah, He he just signed in the middle of our
1: podcast. So that's great
0: (laughs) to somewhere that, neither nathan and i wanted him to go (laughs) um real another real quick note it's very interesting that uh, some of the big time teams that were in on him like the yankees yeah they just kind of bowed out they said you know what we're we're not going to pursue this anymore and like i don't know i think the yankees could have afforded 160 i mean to have him instead of rizzo yeah i think that
2: would have been much better yeah
0: they go get anthony rizzo for what i think it was like two years 33 yeah but still like i don't know that's then another again, that's a topic think, for another day which is that the yankees aren't the yankees anymore and that bothers <laughs> me but, yeah um i i just you know the red sox were in it um the yeah.
1: rays of all teams were in it for a second mm-hmm. and you know the jays were in it but then they they, they went with the different options but yeah, yeah. no i mean it, it's interesting there's there's a lot of teams right now in the mlb that needed to make moves like um i, I think the red sox could have definitely used they needed treatment. a first I mean, baseman yeah they're to me, to me, with the moves that have been made in the offseason, I think the Jays are the team to beat, with, in the AL. You know, yeah, acquiring for sure in the AL. Yeah, absolutely. Acquiring Matt Chapman, possibly acquiring all Jose the pitching Ramirez that they added with yeah. the Guardians. Yeah, the, all the pitching that they added. Um, they have Bo Bichette and and, and Vlad Jr. That's a really scary team Cabin in the Vigio. AL. East now. Yeah, I it's a scary that, team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean so, it it just I mean it's over
0: the last couple of years, we've seen a few things in major league baseball. And one of the things that we are seeing is that a lot of teams who typically would take the quick, okay, we're not going to resign anybody. We're not going to bring the right. people in are, are changing that. So, mm-hmm. you know, if the players get anything out of the current CBA um, it's that they're just going to amplify what we've seen over the last yeah. couple of years, because those divisions are starting to get tighter and tighter, which is mm-hmm. good for baseball, yeah. good for the players. It's good for everybody else. Um, and it just sucks for free agency because sometimes <laughs> players
1: go you places want, yeah. you don't want them to and then we end up with this result So um but, but that is a good point i i do think player movement now with the new cba moving forward um there's going to be more more and more trades more and more um season signings to places that i mean to be honest i would have never thought freddie freeman would have been on the market for the los angeles dodgers the padres rays jays but He was, and I think that's going to be available for a lot of other teams with other star players. Um, I think player movement is going to be really big in baseball moving forward.
0: Yeah, for sure, unless you're the Oakland Athletics. (laughs) And you just ship everybody off. (laughs) You trade everybody. They're
1: they're moving everyone. (laughs) Yeah,
0: they're moving everyone so that when they pick up and move to Vegas, they have less things (laughs) to move. Exactly. Ridiculous. All right, so in the spirit of the Freddie Freeman signing – um, and to catch up all of our listeners on the free agency market of baseball, here's, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and name off some of the major signings. I'm, I'm I'll probably miss a couple that you might yeah. want to talk about, but here's, here's just a couple noteworthy, noteworthies and I'm going to go um, kind of by position here. So let's see second base, Marcus Simeon to the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Rangers think they're doing something. They're still a couple years away. We'll see how that goes. Chris Bryant to the Rockies. That one also happened today. Uh, that one's got, uh, w- let's pause on that one for a second. I want to get your thoughts on here because that one's got the baseball world kind of going off right yeah. now. Because, yeah, a couple, you know, yeah, the Rockies, very surprising trade Nolan Arenado mm-hmm. to the Cardinals. Yep. And pay 50 million of his salary to get rid of him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Who do you want in your team, Nolan Arenado or Chris Bryant?
2: Nolan you know, Arenado all day. Nolan
0: yeah. Aronado, 10 out of 10. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, what do the Rockies do after getting rid of their perennial MVP <laughs> all star? Oh, they go and sign Chris Bryant for the exact same amount of money that they were paying Nolan Arenado, yeah,
1: and Chris Bryant
0: sp- is not as good of a player. He's I great. think a I lot of like people him, forget but...
2: his defensive utility. I mean, he can play the outfield. He could. Can... Oh, but Nolan Arenado yeah, is, is the he's is, the best third baseman in baseball. Is, defensively. I yeah. was going to say he's defensively. defensively...
0: Don't forget manny machado oh dude oh, it's nolan arenado and <laughs> no matt <one> chapman. <laughs> actually honestly it's probably matt chapman to be to be fair at this point yeah. Nolan's his, his older, war boy. is
1: is ridiculous
0: yeah i think but that's a good point nathan is if you look at the defensive aspect for both players arenado one two three defense defensive player in his position and like that's the type of guy that you know you build around chris bryant not as good defensively but like you're saying he has options he can play third he can play left field right center field. maybe they can play yeah, him at first. Played... who knows yeah he can play center yeah. he's, he's yeah. very athletic he's a big guy he's gonna hit 520 foot home runs in uh course field but i mean it just someone's got to explain this to me how are the rockies in this and saying hey let's sign I, this guy for what seven years and 182 you know, million he's gonna be yeah. in his late and he's going to be in his late 30s, mid-30s mid, by the time he's already his 30. Done. He's 30 years I old really right now, so he'll be
2: 38 it. by the end or 37 by the end of
0: it. I, the Rockies are four years, five years away from competing. I mean, uh, maybe even longer. I, and, and if you're Chris Bryant, like, was your market that bad that you had to go to Denver to get paid? I don't think so. Like, I, I, well, with I'm the, not speaking with for the AJ moves, Preller. I'm going to take his job, hopefully. But yeah, I mean, the Padres could have gotten a better deal to him i have to imagine or at least i think it came deal. back with the giants yeah. as well though i mean there's
2: exactly. there, was, there a was a couple, couple different, different options he, that he, he could was, have was i think he was primarily targeting the phillies and mariners but they went in other directions so then they mm. didn't need chris bryant so yeah. i think that opened up the market for the rockies
1: yeah yeah that's that's, that's true. a good point i mean i think i think chris bryant was just trying to go for the bag it it's very head-scratching if you're the front office i agree with both you guys and he gets a full no trade yeah. clause full no trade which is like yeah. 20 million
0: additional money or whatever you yeah. want to value it to your contract like, he, maybe yeah, he just wants to be the scratching. franchise guy you know nothing like sitting that, at the though. bottom of your division for the next five years <laughs> i mean hey man get your money go buy yourself a maybe nice house maybe he wants to go hang with russell
2: wilson you know
0: go yeah you go go hang with russ and show him how dangerous. to weed or something all right, anyway, let's keep let's keep rolling here. So Chris Bryant to the Rockies. We've got Corey Seager also to the Rangers, a former Dodger. Um, again, Rangers, good for you. We'll see it in fourth place. Uh, Javi Baez to the Tigers. I like this one. I, I actually called this one um, in a little free agency pick em thing I had going on with some friends. And uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, Javi's kind of fallen off. He used to be a bigger name. In baseball was on the cover of MLB the show in like 2020. And, you know, he was El Mago, the magician. And, you know, now he's kind of irrelevant. There's just so many good shortstops. And especially this year, the free agency market for shortstops was huge. And, you know, guys, we don't talk about the Tigers much in baseball. And people forget they were a damn good team in the mid two thousands. They had Verlander, they had Scherzer, they had Prince Fielder, they had Miggy. The, yeah, I mean, the late,
2: like the late two of- thousands, early yeah. twenty tens.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, somewhere around there. But they were a good team, man. And like that AL Central, it's it's good. The White Sox are looking real good. The Twins made some moves this year. Royals yeah. got a, a lot of young players. Um, the Guardians are going to be irrelevant in selling but the tigers man don't sleep on him and i feel like that's interesting that's a move that like chris bryant should have done something like that which is go sign it's it's you know again i'm gonna talk padres but like manny machado did that manny was in the market and was like all right i can go here and get paid but i'm also going to be on a team that's got like four or five potential you know superstar type players and like two of them have hit so far with tatis and Cronenworth and we got a team that's like willing to spend money and like that's what the tigers are coming up like they're kind of that next team in the al like right now in the al that team is the mariners because you know they've they've kind of their prospects are arriving they're spending some money they brought in some guys we'll talk about that in a second i think the tigers are that next. i could see that because they got a they're got a ton of young pitching i mean they have like uh, spencer torkelson is now the second or third overall mm-hmm. prospect he's mlb yeah. ready already that he might just start at first base opening day yeah you know and to go to a team like that man he's got some flash he's gonna be you know bringing sports center into detroit a little bit once in a while it's it's a good signing
2: i agree that's a good signing is miguel cabrera still on the tigers
1: <laughs> yep he is still yeah, is yeah no, it's, an, see. it's an interesting it's an interesting signing for sure um i think there were some other moves that were made that were actually really really nice though like the blue jays with matt chapman yeah yeah um, we're getting
0: there we're getting there
1: mm-hmm. i i think that was really really good karthik
0: karthik trying to <laughs> jump ahead I mean, we got, got a, long a long list here man like we said it's a long podcast. Just wait for that list yeah. so <laughs> let, let's keep going all right so and we're still doing free agencies here we've got mark canna going to the mets the mets made a big time move this offseason they brought in mark canna they brought in starling Marte. they brought in um edward max scherzer oh Oh. and they brought in max scherzer you know like yeah arguably the best pitcher of our generation degrom is kind of there too but do they still have Robinson canal yeah who got drilled in spring training today do you see that wow no i did not some pitcher on the um on the mets drilled them and when you watch the video it's like that looks intentional like, 100%. I'm like, dude, I couldn't have. Like, straight no up way. in, in It was, like, training. straight wow. in, like, right on, like, the meat part of your shoulder. Wow.
2: I mean, the yeah, guy's right. got to be, like, 40 years old by now.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, Robbie Cano's pretty old. But, yeah, no, that's interesting. No, uh, as you guys are saying, the Mets made – I didn't know they got Eduardo Escobar, too. Do you want to
0: know who else is still on the Mets, I think? Yoannis Cespedes. Yeah. I think he's still so he's on not, the Mets. he's not playing yeah, well. Yeah, I remember yeah. he was hurt
1: – Oh, okay. no, yeah, he's
0: somewhere down in like I think the Dominican is where he's from. He's somewhere down in the Dominican. Like last year, he broke like both of yeah. his ankles.
1: <laughs> what, yeah. like how the Mets are interesting? Dude, I think Steve so. They, they made baseball. one
2: more move, they traded for Chris Bassett as well. That's another good move.
1: That's right. The pitcher,
0: oh, that's right. They me, oh, wow, okay, so you're one, two, three, DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett, and then they've got oh, they a cookie and Carlson Walker, they and then. Taiwan and Walkers is your Walker. five? Yeah. Wow. Damn the Mets And get. the Mets are going to finish third. Just watch.
1: <laughs> but the Mets I are going to mess, The Mets, downfall man. with the Mets is they didn't really address the bullpen issues. Yeah,
0: they're, their
2: well,
1: bullpen they still, is still. They still have Edwin Diaz, right?
2: Their bullpen is still a little skeptical. They got Trevor May.
1: I was going to say. Trevor, Trevor May's May is good. good. Yeah, Trevor May is good. Still no, they they still have Edwin Diaz. They
2: still have him. They got Adam out of Adovino from the Red Sox.
1: Oh, that's right. Okay. I like
0: that. So, Carly, let me ask you something. What Mm -hmm. is the easiest position to address via trade?
1: Via trade, I think it's starting pitching and bullpen help. Yeah. Okay. Those are the two.
0: There you go. That's why, like, you always see these teams that go into the season. Like, okay, again, the Padres. The Padres don't have a closer right (laughs) now. It's going to be closer by committee, right? Well, we're not going to win probably that because, yeah,
2: Kirby Yates and Melanson
0: (laughs) are gone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Melanson went to the Diamondbacks <laughs> for some reason. I think he lives in Phoenix. But, but like, um, And then, yeah, Kirby Yates has been gone. Um, he was in the Jays last year, was hurt, and now he's on the Braves, actually. Um, but it's like, you know, the Padres are going to go in the season, and if we're competing by the trade deadline, they'll go trade for somebody, or yeah. they'll bring someone in yeah, you know, no partially Brad through hand. the season. It's kind of like the same thing. they
2: closers like candy. Yeah.
0: yeah, and it's so weird because, like, when the Padres actually sucked, and, you know, like I was watching them every night for some reason – that we also had great closers. I mean, it was yeah. like Trevor Hoffman, Heath Bell, and then we had um some guy I can't remember his name, and then we had Houston Street, and mm. then you had Brad Hand, Kirby Yates, and on yeah. and on. Kirby, Kirby Yates, and no Freddie. Freeman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so yeah, we got the Mets. They made a big well, big splash. Brought in Mark. Cannon, I, the one thing I. They let's will see say the about the Mets
2: is I think they could compete with the the Braves for the division title I I think they really
1: can. oh I think that's they're better than the Braves I I no I don't think so I think the yeah. Braves are the best team in the
2: AAs. NLAs
1: I mean the NLAs sorry yep yeah sorry I think Why? the Braves are the best team Acuna is back Eddie Rosario is back that's a really really scary team Eddie Rosario um, was a Cinderella playoff guy He's not a what?
0: dominant player. I mean, look, I get it. Austin Riley has come into his own. You still Dan's have all these. You have Acuna. Dansby Swanson's like a seventy run. And if they get Ozuna back, I
2: mean, that basically.
0: Re- if Ozuna comes, that's to me. That's thing. a better. If Ozuna comes back and does like you know ninety RBIs and or ninety runs, hundred RBIs and like thirty five homers, which is what he should be doing, I mean, that's like basically not getting. They did have to
2: give him. up a lot of prospects though to get Olson, which was surprising yeah
1: christine pache yeah, and a couple others a couple yeah. others too that's what so they did their top prospects i think they're one three and six yeah, prospects they give up a lot along with uh Kusek and there's a few others too so
0: well you got to pay for good players unfortunately yeah um but yeah i i who who's the one in the east then well
2: oh i think the Braves are the yeah the, i think the Braves will still win the okay. division but the mets are i think could def are
0: so you think it's Braves, Mets, and then Phillies? Phillies, Phillies, I mean, uh, Yeah, I think Phillies. Phillies, mm-hmm. Marlins, and the Nats are not better no. than the Phillies. Although no, I, I did see good. the Phillies have like three starting pitchers,
2: and they got Schwarber. Yeah, they did they get, get Schwarber. Schwarber. They lost. They lost McCutcheon, yeah. so they had to replace him with Schwarber.
1: Yeah, McCutcheon went to the Brewers. So yeah. Okay, let's see. We're still going
0: through the long list here um well we're getting to the end of the long list okay yeah max scherzer went to the mets hey there's the mets again um kevin Gosman former giant nathan sorry about that one he goes uh, to the we Blue just replaced Jays. him with carlos Rodon, so it's okay i don't think that's a replacement i think that's a downgrade sir yeah carlos, carlos Rodon. Rodon, Rodon is- he threw a no hitter last year but he also has like a career like four something era <laughs> and Gaussman was looking like a frontline starter last. because
2: year, our so. we have great pitching coaches and our staff is, is amazing in, in analytics. So honestly, no, they've done a really good job of reinventing arms. I mean, we did the same thing with Alex Wood, Anthony Desclefani, um, Kevin Gaussman. I mean, he rejuvenated his career and he was doing nothing while he was in Cincinnati and bouncing around other teams.
1: Another signing for the Giants coups that you guys got was uh, yeah, Jack Peterson. Jock
2: Peterson. Now we add him to the mix Jacques Tover.
1: Yeah. Surprised he went. Surprised he went there out of out of all the choices he had.
0: All I have to say is one season does not a trend make. So, we'll I get it. They had a good season last year. No one expected it. I, I cannot deny the fact that they came. They showed up last year, but it worries me. We, we were we were, we were an elite well, team yeah, last year. We
2: were we were elite. Right until you guys ran into. X. No, you were lucky. No. is what you <laughs> were. No, we were we
0: were elite. No, we were us, legit. Right. So he. Nathan, I just have to say, here's one issue with the Giants. You do not have a star player. Okay. And I get it. Baseball is a team sport, but like last year, you guys had like the most home runs by any team, right? But it was like evenly spread out amongst all your players. That's awesome. But what if two of those guys don't show up next year? They just don't come out. I mean, it was just like, Hey, we had like a, a, a one year random, Spurt of just playing great. What if Brandon Crawford regresses like everyone thinks he's going to? Same with Brandon Belt. Posey's gone now. Like, I get it. They had a good season last year. No one's going to try to discount what they had last year. But do you really think that that is a formula and a situation that can continue to repeat itself, even with the talent in the NL West? I mean, the Dodgers are. You know, today signing Freddie Freeman. Yes, I I believe the Giants. For I
2: believe the Giants on paper are second to the Dodgers right now. I'm going to be completely honest. Um,
1: in the entire NL, is that In the, NL, in the, in the division, the I'm just the,
2: they're they're second in the division. In division behind the Dodgers, but the Padres are not far behind.
0: Okay. That's fair. Okay, well, that's I have to say we have a better fair. rotation than you do. And uh, okay, we won't get into this, but I was gonna say the
2: Giants have
1: the Giants people kind of forget
2: we have an elite bullpen, we have a lot of bullpen arms. And last year, our bullpen carried us, even when our starters wouldn't go like you know six innings like we needed them to.
0: Yeah, that's very true.
2: Okay, all right, we'll see how that goes for you, bud. Yeah, I'm optimistic, I'm excited for spring training tomorrow. (laughs)
0: <laughs> all right. So the, the last, the last couple signings, uh, the Dodgers brought back Clayton Kershaw to no one's yep. surprise. Uh, mm-hmm. Robbie Ray going to the Mariners. And I touched on that for a second, but I, like I mentioned, I really think the Mariners are kind of a team that, you know, again, not a lot of people are talking about it because there's all yeah. these other big signings going on, but like, I was looking at their, their projected lineup today and their whole infield has a potential like different if they bring in, Trevor story, Trevor story, which I personally feel one. is still gonna happen. Me too. I think like right that's now, like where's story gonna go? He's not going to the Yankees, he's not going to the Rangers. What other teams were in on him? It was the Mariners. So, yep, you know, unless some other team swoops in, like the Rockies or something, and bring him back, which I don't think that's gonna happen. Um
1: yeah, I think the Mariners be, are a good fit for Trevor Story.
0: I think it makes a lot of sense, and that's gonna be a good team. And um, adding yep. Robbie Ray to that rotation, that's pretty good. They got some young arms, they look pretty good so. Well, that was not even a lot of the free agents that were signed. But there's the one, there's one more I um, did want to mention. Um, if it's a giant, I'm going to kick you from the zoom. It's not
2: a giant. It involves the Chicago okay. Cubs and them signing Japanese star Seiya Suzuki.
0: Oh, the, the oh, yeah. biggest
2: yeah. free agent yeah. contract yeah, for a Japanese player ever. I, I think that's noteworthy.
1: Yeah, oh, really? five
2: years, 80, 80 more than I've,
1: Masahiro uh, Tanaka.
2: Oh, Five years, $85 million.
0: Oh, wow. How much did Tanaka get when he came over? I, I thought he
1: was like over 100 mil, but... I, I got I'm like wrong. 115.
0: Yeah,
2: me too. Oh, I don't know. I, I read somewhere that it was the biggest one.
1: Standby for Googling. So
2: I, I might be wrong. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, Suzuki was interesting because he was... Um, Being rumored in for a couple different teams. I know the Red Sox were one of them, uh, the Mariners as well. So interesting he went to Uh, the Cubs. He was in San Diego for four days posting on Instagram around town. He took
0: batting practice at Petco Park. And then the dude spends one day in Chicago and is like, (laughs) I'm going to sign here. And, like, I – look, good to you, man. Maybe you, Darvish, was
2: like, hey, go to the Cubs. I was there before.
0: Uh, legitimately, there's like a small sect of potter fans who are like Darvish told this guy don't come here because it's all
1: messed up. Straight yeah. up hashtag March sadness. Man, the sad drink. Hashtag That's fire AJ You know
0: this is, so this is a,
1: a conversation. This has been one of the a, worst off seasons of the Padres have <laughs> ever had, probably.
0: I think ever. I think between, I think between ever. last between last um trade deadline when we didn't bring anybody in except Adam Frazier and uh it's a throw fuel in uh, the fire daniel tatis. hudson
2: like yeah it's just
1: oh i know it's just so oh, man. Uh,
0: what i was gonna say and like I, this is a conversation for another podcast that we can go deeper <laughs> yeah. on but if you look at aj preller's track record and you take out him getting lucky with tatis yeah he has a very like subpar lackluster record and <laughs> yeah you know i I, get, I dig the whole in preller we trust vibe it's like mm-hmm. a meme now and you know it's like at this yeah. point if he doesn't do anything like i mean who's left you you're not going to bring in Story. cuz you know you're just not going to you know you're not going to oh. bring in story it you're going to bring in conforto or castellanos i mean i hope so like Possibly right that's now that's option. all we have left for options and we need an outfielder yeah we don't have a solaire, maybe i don't think he's been thought, signed yet that's you know, i don't think so outside. but okay. i don't think that's that's yeah. not probably in the in the Padre's future, but right. I don't know, man. It's just it's frustrating, man. And I feel like.
1: we <laughs> right, we're gonna we're gonna move on. <laughs> I thought Davis was gonna cry. Yeah, I think right he now.
2: shed a tear on oh, the man. Late to the Play podcast. <laughs>
1: just a small tear. Wow, we've we've came far. Five episodes in. You know, we're you know what's
0: you know what? Okay. So there's you know the meme about like, oh, this is Padre, because it's just like we're a laughing stock. <laughs> yeah okay mm-hmm. yep. and then Tatis comes in and we get Machado and you get Hosmer and it's now this whole big thing right you know what's gonna happen you guys remember Troy Tulewitzki? Oh, yeah. like he was constantly a top three shortstop but the dude was always hurt always. you know who also is it's looking like that hurt. right now it's Fernando Tatis Jr and yeah. that's a problem That is a great comparison. That is spot on. Tulo was always hurt. Tulo, wrist injury, (laughs) knee injury. He was always the guy was made of glass. And the problem is, Tatis isn't made of glass. He's out there freaking riding motorcycles and jumping (laughs) off of waterfalls (laughs) in the offseason. And I'm just like, bro, I need you to take BP in three days. What are we doing? Uh, Like, come on. He's out three months at least. (sighs) The only only saving grace about this offseason for the Padres and it's a really big pickup, and I I think based on who we have the option of signing now, this will be the biggest offseason acquisition. It's Bob Melvin. The Padres mm, have not yeah. had a rock steady, like veteran, widely respected manager since. Yeah. Um, oh my god. Since but Bruce Bochi. No. no. Bruce Bochy. Thank Bruce you. Bochy. Oh my god, I am the worst Padres fan ever. <laughs> I went blank there. Like the most important moment of this podcast, I went blank. Bruce Bochi. Uh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Bob Melvin coming in, and he brings a wildly different perspective into oh, the sure. clubhouse. And like mm-hmm. it, you guys probably don't know it, but like watching Padre Games all last year, Jace Tingler lost that clubhouse like oh yeah, big time three months into the season. He yeah. lost it. And at that point, it was all done from there. We hit we hit um the all-star break and things were shaky. We came out of the all-star break, started slow, and then it just was a nosedive historically yeah. bad half of the season, right? Yep. That type of thing isn't going to happen under Bob Melvin. And I think that Bob Melvin coming in is going to, I'm being optimistic. You're going to laugh at me, but I think it's going to keep us in the playoff hunt for most of the year because Mm -hmm. there's enough talent on the team that even with Tatis out, we're going to win enough games in the three months without him that we'll stay in the hunt. And when he's back, and hopefully there's an acquisition before the start of the season that bolsters our lineup there's enough there to get it done because we know the Diamondbacks are going to suck, the Rockies are going to suck. There's a large portion of the NL as a whole that is just a bad team right now. The Marlins suck, mm. you know, the the Brewers are kind of up and down. National suck. Like there's yeah. op, there's Nationals the are bad. Like, yeah, we're going to start this Pirates are atrocious. Yeah, it, there's options out there. Yeah. We're going to stick around, but Bob Melvin, man, I think he's going to be a big Big-time acquisition here. So, anyway, this is not a Potters podcast, so moving on. Another um, big acquisition <laughs> before we get was to our last...
2: uh, the hitting coach, Michael Perdar, too.
0: Oh, yeah, that's just because he was a giant. You and I so.
2: went to high school with him, but, yeah.
0: Okay, well, All Jake right, Cronenworth went to college with him, and you're not Jake Cronenworth, so <laughs> go go Michigan Wolverines. All right, anyway, um, oh, before we get to our last segment, I'll just run through a couple of the trades that also happened in addition to the oh, yeah. free agency signings. Um, uh, Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez go to the Mariners in exchange for some prospects to the Reds. The Reds are blowing it up, getting rid of everybody um, as they should, as they should. Yeah. They're yeah. not going to compete in that division. Right. Might as well re- revamp, see what you mm-hmm. can do. You got Jonathan India, good young yeah. player. Um, yeah. Let's see. Josh Donaldson, Isaiah kind and then a prospect catcher. I can't remember his name. Went to the yeah. Yankees in exchange for Gary Sanchez and um, Gio Urshela, so mm-hmm. the twins and the Yankees kind of swapped sides and what they needed. Trying to get rid of contracts, everyone seemed really happy. It's kind of one of those things where everyone's like, "Yeah, it works for me." Yeah. No one really had an issue with it, so that's cool. Um, as we've already mentioned, Matt Olson going to the Braves gets a big extension. In addition to that, Braves yep. are looking—they're looking pretty good. Um, we'll see how a's they're young. Selling. Yeah, A's are gone. <laughs> <laughs> a, a's are selling everything, including O.co. Yeah, they're trying to get out of there. Um, and then, lastly, we—I think we briefly mentioned it. Matt Chapman going to the Blue Jays, mm-hmm. um, who also brought in. Let's see, they brought in Hisashi Iwakuma.
1: Yep. They brought in. Who else? Um, they're missing a name that they traded for. I think, or they signed through free agency. We should have been prepared. Was uh, was it a pitcher?
0: I think so. Oh, Gossman. We just talked about it
1: yes anyway yeah
0: so that's a and like you said karthik as you mentioned it if they go pick up jose ramirez wow mm-hmm. that's a whew, that's a scary team. yeah i would not that's a really them. scary
1: team with the infield that they have uh they lost marcus Simeon as we mentioned before uh yeah but they've but yeah, got Kevin
0: Biggio who can just play second mm-hmm. instead so and they've already got um bobby witt jr at, uh, yep. at short so wait no What's his name? Not Bobby No, Witt. Uh, Bobby, Bobby Witt. Thank you. Yeah, Bobby Witt's the Kansas City Royals prospect. Who, by the way, if, if he is not on the starting opening day roster for the Royals, that's a shame. All right. Moving on from baseball because I'm about to have a crisis. <laughs> um, <laughs> NFL news. We got some big news coming out of the NFL. And since Mr. Kuzbari is our resident NFL master, I want him to take us through the biggest news probably ever in the NFL.
2: Tom Brady unretiring to return for a 23rd NFL season. I mean, the guy.
0: The goat said, I'm back. The
2: guy just goes, goes okay, <laughs>
0: we're quitting. The, the guy podcast just goes that. <laughs> back to his home
2: with Giselle and his kids for a month and a half. And he's like, you know what? I think retirement is not sounding good for me. I'm just going to go back to the NFL. and just, Dude, he had to change one
0: diaper and said, you know I'm what? out now. I'm, yeah. I'm going back. He went to Whole Foods and, once and was like – You
2: know, it's done. it's not that surprising. Uh, when I saw the news, I was just like, you know, great. You know, another year of Brady in the NFC, uh, another team that the Packers have to compete with. So, you know, it, it, it definitely – It's going to make that that year of Rodgers pretty much worthless, isn't it, bud? Four years. <laughs> but, it you know – it's just one of those things where it was probably inevitable. Tom Brady he would have gotten the itch to come back at some point. So, I'm not really surprised that yeah. he decided to come back and who knows? I mean, he probably wants to win another Super Bowl to just make it eight, just to get the cherry on top of the cake, you know, or the the Sunday, whatever you want to call it. But anyways, it's just <laughs> I think Tom Brady is still hungry for more super bowls and you know he's just being greedy at this point but what 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 can I what can I say yeah i,
1: I, I do think i do think you're right cuz i think that that sour taste in his mouth from losing to the rams not in the nfc championship not in the super bowl um it was a divisional game that was big for them but i mean if you're tom brady it makes complete sense you lead the league in uh 53 touchdowns um you know you throw for over 4000 plus yards you still got it. You finished second in the MVP MVP voting, and in a lot of people's eyes, if Rodgers didn't have the year, it would have easily been Tom Brady. Um, so it was a no brainer. I think that to boggles back. It made my mind sense. about
2: Brady is that he hasn't fallen off the cliff. You know, for years, people no, have not been even talking close. about, oh, when is Tom Brady going to fall off that that cliff and you know come back to earth, basically? And he still is performing at the elite yeah. level. He's going to be forty five. It's just. It's insane what the guy is doing. I mean, the TB12 method. There's been no yeah, decline. the TB12 at all. method has saved his career for you know five plus years essentially.
1: Absolutely, I agree completely. He he hasn't declined at all, and <clears throat> you know there are some question marks. There's no OJ Howard yeah. coming back. They did sign Chris Godwin in free agency. Uh, Mike Evans is still there, but. Uh, they, they re-signed Ryan Jensen immediately after Tom Brady come back, but after Tom Brady came back, but it is interesting to see that the Bucks will have a little bit of challenge um, if they want to get back to the. It's promise. so
2: funny kind of looking back at footage of Tom Brady at the NFL combine back in 1999. And he's this, like, he's got like <laughs> a little bit of a belly, like no tone yeah. whatsoever in his muscles. Nope. And you see him today and he's yeah. like totally ripped, you know, the, the guy, yeah has you know transformed his body and i think that's what's enabled him to play for 22 years now going into his 23rd year so it makes a lot of sense to tom brady if he can still play just go out there and try to win more super bowls
1: no absolutely i agree and um tom brady coming back uh right after the bracket got released was was awful (laughs) it's like the nfl just can't lose the nfl has to win with like every headline. Like it just the NFL it, is king, MLB it, it, No. NCAA, NFL yep. always wins. They're, they're the king,
2: they're the king of the jungle, and you know, they're going to continue with the headlines throughout the offseason. It's just how it is.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so some other signings that came about was obviously um, today that broke. Uh, surprisingly, Vaughn Miller went to the Buffalo Bills for a six year deal. Uh, upwards of, I think, over a, was around $180 million, uh, kind of surprising million. there. But Vaughn, sorry, $120 million, thank you. Uh, Well-prepared, obviously. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, no, he's going to Buffalo, um, and he's trying to win another ring. Uh, he has two, and he's, he's trying to go to Buffalo. Buffalo looks very scary. They did sign O.J. Howard as well. Uh, I mean, you got one of the one of the better
2: better Cox. QBs in the NFL, and Josh Allen. I mean, the Buffalo is stacked. Uh, I think yeah. they're for sure yeah absolutely. contenders in the AFC. If they didn't lose that game to the Chiefs in in overtime, uh, we could be talking about them being in the Super Bowl instead of the Bengals. You know, uh, mm-hmm. so I think it makes Great. a lot of sense for Von Miller. Um, he's going to probably spend the rest of his career in Buffalo now. So we'll see what happens there.
0: Yeah, watch the Broncos go in a super bowl before the bills do
1: oh i would the hot take I definitely but it would be of the, poetic the justice. four
2: super bowl losses for the bills you know going four years in a row i i think they're due for a super bowl a little bit of justice there
0: for sure josh allen yeah. leading the way yeah. home um any other big free agent updates you want to yeah. Talking about the NFL since then. Chandler Jones. Uh, Chandler going Jones. Into the Raiders.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That that's a huge pickup pick up for the Raiders. They trade uh he
0: and he and his he and his brother John Jones can go get arrested in the Vegas Strip. Jay Jones. <laughs> is it Jay Jones? Zay Jones. No, John John Jones, John Jones the Oh, UFC I thought you were talking about Zay Jones. Okay. That could you could you imagine being the parents of that family? Like, yeah, I got two sons in the NFL <laughs> and one's arguably the greatest
1: UFC fighter of all time. Yeah. And all but three of them can will never kill stay you. At a, yep. <laughs> um yeah chan jones was a big one some other ones miles jack to the steelers uh wow i didn't was... i didn't catch that one yeah miles jack another low-key one raheem Mostert
2: that. to the dolphins
0: mm, okay raheem yeah. that's a good yeah, pickup okay Can, um, another, i want to know jarvis want... real, real quick about the jaguars how about them they spend like 200 million dollars on like e- players christian who kirk. are not that great christian kirk and
1: He got got some money and was like, hey, I'll go lose. And then they got Zay Jones on a
2: three-year deal from the Raiders. And then Evan
1: Ingram. That was weird, weird signings. Um, Another one, obviously, Jarvis Landry got released from the Browns. So Atlanta's meeting with him. Um, Ku Darius Smith is going to the Ravens on a four-year deal. Um, There's been some talks of possibly Baker Mayfield or Matt Ryan to the Colts. Um, so, uh, they tried to work on Jimmy G to the Colts, but that hasn't really worked hey, r- real quick. Since you brought up Baker leaving, that would be
0: because mm-hmm. Dr. Deshaun Watson Browns. gets traded to the Browns. Correct. Um, I'm curious, yep. who do you guys think is going to, is either going to bring in, uh, who do you think is going to bring in Deshaun Watson? Because I assume it's going to happen before our next podcast. I think the, the week, front runners, uh, based, yeah, based on the, the conversations are now the seeing. Panthers and the Saints, right? We, we know that, but who do you think is going to bring I think the
2: really? th- I That's think an the interesting Saints.
1: fit there. I think the Saints make the Saints, a lot of sense because Jameson shot.
2: Winston is a free agent, so actually that does make a lot of sense. But they got Taysom Hill.
1: Yeah. And I think that roster's already pretty good. Um they do need a little Jameson? bit of
0: Jameson. <laughs> he
1: did say Dude, Jameson. Scott
0: still starts tomorrow, not today. We don't need to talk about Jameson. It's Jameis. Oh, James. whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Man man's Love got it. bottled blonde <laughs> scotts on his mind let me get Big two jamo shots real quick
1: um but yeah no, i do think deshaun watson uh for sure makes a lot of sense for the saints also i know he's meeting with the falcons he has a relationship with arthur blank um i know that franchise did a lot and shefter said up, that they're, so that, they're a,
2: like a dangerous team to look out for in the deshaun watson sweepstakes
1: yeah that
0: would that'd be pretty hot man they got some good offensive talent and then they could ship ryan to
1: the seattle or the colts yeah absolutely um so those are interesting spots i, I do think he comes with a little baggage in in terms of possibly the nfl suspending him um <laughs> uh I, mean, I you know it's interesting his story not gonna go there uh, i'm not gonna go there But I do think the NFL might suspend him. So, but I think the Houston Texans just. I think a really interesting
2: storyline is Uh, that uh, Bobby Wagner could reunite with Russell Wilson in Denver. That would be a huge pickup for them. Yeah.
1: Mm. Bobby Wagner is a free agent. Yeah. That's one of the better friends. I think that is one of the best free agents.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That would make the Broncos loaded. Also,
1: boys, let's not forget Randy Gregory flipped over to go to the Broncos and signed a massive deal with the Denver Broncos. So. the pass rush in the AFC West has immediately became so much bigger. Uh, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. Say, speaking of which, as much as I hate to say
0: it, the Chargers are looking real scary.
1: Real good. Yeah, they are That loaded. defense
0: has Derwin James, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. JC Jackson out. JC Jackson.
1: Jack, or JC Jackson, um, thank you. Yeah, JC Jackson, which is Whoa. a really, really good corner yeah, that is looking like a really scary defense and makes perfect sense if you're the Chargers. You got Justin Herbert on the rookie deal, work on the defense. You locked down Mike Williams. Yep. You Mike Williams. Yep. Still got Keenan Allen. Mike Williams still got Keenan Allen. And you're still the third wrestler. most popular team in LA. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but hey, they might But they, it'll be
1: really good. I think the Chargers will will be They might really be better than the Rams next year.
2: year. Might be.
1: Possibly.
0: Man, maybe. All right. So last quick thing before we wrap up here for the evening, Uh, there are three teams that have proposed some overtime rule changes in the NFL. I believe it's the Colts and the Eagles have uh, suggested changes so that we go to traditional overtime where each team has a side, they get a a chance at the ball. Um, I don't know if they've stated what happens if there's still a tie after that, if it just goes to a tie, I don't think that they're talking college rules where we go to the, 20-yard line or whatever it is and go for touchdown. Uh, But the interesting one is the Tennessee Titans came out and said, all right, each team gets an opportunity unless the first team to score a touchdown gets a two-point conversion. And I'm curious, which one do you think the NFL would be more interested in adding to the rule book? And which one would you like to see? What do you think, Um, I think
1: the NFL would more likely – want to do the each team gets possession um obviously with the bills chiefs game going in the playoffs where the bills didn't get the ball i think it makes more sense for the nfl to do it but personally it, if i were to to be deciding i would like where if you score the first touchdown you have to get the extra point or you have to convert the two point conversion uh after you score because i think it's it's great it's great to. tv
0: you don't have to, but you will win if you do convert. Oh, you
1: will win. Sorry, you will win if you do. I think that's great drama because, um, you know, a lot of a lot of games went into overtime this past year. Um, I think a little bit more more than usual. And I think if you you know scored a two point conversion and you won, uh, that'd be a really thrilling way to see some games. I think in it overtime
2: makes hundred percent uh, sense in this in this case because. You know, whoever has the ball first, they get the touchdown, they get the two. I mean, you're basically, you know, having that team go down the field and still get a two-point conversion. I think it makes perfect sense for the NFL. And then it's, boom, the game's over. And if you miss it, the other team gets an opportunity to get the ball back. And then they can just Mm -hmm. kick the extra point and win. So, I mean, I I think it makes the most sense. I never thought about that, but kudos to the Titans
0: yeah yeah it's very interesting i think it would make for a more entertaining overtime but as we know the nfl usually goes the bland route um but i think in this case as long as both teams get an opportunity uh i think that's what's important as we wrap up here and nathan is showing us his fresh cut on (laughs) showing off his haircut (laughs) dear lord okay it's time to wrap up the podcast and uh (laughs) Remember, folks, in Preller we trust Freddie Freeman oh, that is, is an awful. overrated first baseman. And, of course, uh, of course. Here we the go. Dodgers overrated. for Freddie <laughs> Freeman is an overrated first baseman. Classic. Oh, we want Freddie two days ago. You know, to you know what's the worst today. part? Is, so the, there's, there's two things about this that really suck. First off is he was my favorite mm-hmm. non-Padre. Yeah, so now too. I can't be a Freddie Freeman fan anymore. So I don't know who I'm going to fill that role with. Um, the second part is that his son who went social media viral last season for multiple reasons. His favorite yeah. player is Fernando Tatis Jr. <laughs> Do you think his son is crying right now because his dad chose to go play for the Dodgers? He might be a little young no. to understand the difference between the two, Ch- but like Charlie's favorite player could be Mookie Betts. I mean, dude, Mookie Betts isn't even Mookie Betts' favorite player. <laughs> oh, Dude, the- come on. <laughs> okay. Let's be okay. Mookie's, this Mookie's is legit. Be- I actually, you know, what's don't tell anybody this, but I actually like bookie bets. <laughs> <laughs> but don't tell anybody. All right. Oh, man. All right. Well, this has been a long podcast, I think. Probably. I don't even know yeah. what time it is. Boys, we got March Madness tomorrow. We've had absolute mayhem in baseball since the um, signing of the new CBA last week. NFL yeah. free agency was going off, and we've got more coming next week. There's still some great free agency. Um, acquisitions out there for baseball. We still got Carlos Correa, Michael Conforto, Story. Castellanos. There's a number of yep. pitchers still out there. Trevor Story yep. still has to sign our pitchers as well. Uh, you know, football wise, Tyron well. Matthews still out there. I'm sure there's a couple other guys floating around there. I can't remember. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we might see a 16 beat a one tomorrow. Who knows? We got a lot to look forward to. And, uh, I think we're done
2: signing off. It's been a good episode. Signing off. Okay. Yep. As always, if you made it this far,
0: I'm sorry you don't have something better to do in your life, but (laughs) this has been late to the play. It's 10.08 PM. As we say, we are recording late night and we're done and we will see you all next week. Bye everybody.